welcome to New Planet, a podcast where we inform and enable a sustainable lifestyle. Welcome to episode 8 of New Planet. I'm joined here with Aiden in Washington. We're here together in the same location. How beautiful. It's pretty crazy. I almost forgot what you looked like. I thought you were, I didn't know you were a real person, honestly. Yeah. Thought you might have just been a figment of my imagination. I've been making these podcast episodes by myself the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and my cat's here. That was the cat. Not Xander. Nope. She might be making some occasional, uh, what's the word? Cameos? Cat meows? <laughs> cat meows? On this episode? Yeah, with some cat meows. That's pretty <laughs> good, actually. And you might hear some noises in the background, so if you do, it's the cat. Yep. She's just exploring. She's but- little. How was your how was your trip up here? Long, definitely long. From San Diego to Marin, eight hours, and then from Marin to Seattle, twelve hours. So twenty hours in two days. I mean, it sounds like you definitely had enough time to listen to every single one of our episodes. You could say that. I'm. I hope you did. Oh, without a <laughs> doubt. I know. Cat was just sleeping on my lap the whole time. Wow. But yeah, it was good. Now I'm here. Gonna do that drive again in a week. Did you buy any clothes on your on your way? You know, I didn't. That's interesting because this episode is about clothes yeah. and fashion. Yeah, you're right. It is. Two things we are experts in, for sure. I mean, I'm definitely a fashionista. For fashionista. Sure. Fashionista, right, because I'm a man. Yeah, okay. and I think that's a Italian or French word. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah, today we are talking about clothes. Yes. That's a, maybe not a topic people like associate with the environment very much. Maybe not until recently. But yeah. I feel like we need to associate it a lot more because our current culture when it comes to clothes buying and just fast fashion is so detrimental to the environment. Yeah. So welcome to this episode where we talk about how, how bad fashion is for the environment. Yeah, and how it can be better. Um, yeah, well, let's get into it. Uh, we have got a couple things we want to talk about. I mean, we already mentioned fast fashion, I guess. That's a pretty obvious one. Um, I don't partake in fashion seasons. I feel like I'm more of a practical... If it's cold, I wear cold clothes. And if it's warm, I, I wear shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops, you know? I don't see the point of uh... a <laughs> nice little meow there. I don't see the point of, like, I don't know, fashion seasons just for fashion. Right. I mean, I can understand why people might do that. I mean, other certain people have hobbies and fashion might be one of them. But yeah. for me, personally, I don't really partake in that. I feel like when it comes to my wardrobe and my perception of fashion, I really try to buy stuff 
that is pretty neutral and can be used like for years like it's has yeah. integrity in the design so that it lasts a long time and is pretty neutral and can be worn with a lot of different items so I try to not buy a lot and if I buy something I make sure that it will last me a long time and won't go out of style yeah I mean I yeah when I buy things I buy things I like and I don't have to buy you know more of them something I like that I can wear all the time and that'll last me a while like we're talking about pants earlier yeah pants are my most picky thing because I just buy a pair of pants I like and then like I can't remember the last time I bought a pair of just like everyday pants I remember I like I bought some climbing pants a while ago um and then I've had these old navy pants or something probably for I don't know five years or more where like one of them finally ripped like in an area where you can't really wear it anymore because I sat down a little too fast um but so those are gone which sucks but yeah i had those for like five years probably and i just yeah they were good i didn't see a point of wearing any other pants because they were just black kind of or like navy dark navy blue and could wear them with basically anything and right that's all i needed yeah i feel that like i'm pretty picky about my pants too and like it goes back to that root of buying clothes for me like i make sure it lasts a long time and like can go with a lot of different items that I own. But I also live in Washington where the climate is pretty mild year-round, so I wear a lot of just pants and sweaters yeah. in different colors, and it works. And um, I think like the the male fashion industry is a lot different than like the female fashion industry. For sure. So I think we have some more room to buy clothes that last a long time and don't necessarily go out of style. But I think like the core idea of not buying a lot of stuff and making sure that when you buy something, it, it is higher quality and will last you a long time. So instead of like, you know, oh, I just was able to get a deal on five different items and like who knows how many times you'll even wear those, like take the time and like commit to one single item that you can wear a lot. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, use that mindset when you're shopping for clothes next time. And also just think about all the resources that have gone into that single item of clothes. And, you know, wonder why you can buy a pair of pants for $10. Like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, who's paying for that? You know, how can you buy pants for that cheap? Yeah. So, we got some, some fun little figures here on like water usage and like fashion cycles, especially now when we have these fast fashion giants like Zara and H&M. Yeah, I didn't realize how many, like, what are they called, micro seasons? I didn't even, I, until today, I didn't know that was a term, that there are micro seasons. They say 50 to 100 new micro seasons a year is the new normal. That's a that's one normal. Week. That sounds freaking crazy. Instead of you know winter and summer or that's, hot and cold. Seriously, I mean I get that seasons like actual seasons change. So like, but for me, like I said earlier, I just am practical. If it's warm out, like I wear the same clothes that I've had for other warm seasons. Like mm-hmm. use the same like, but these are different kind of seasons. I guess these are just like 
it's literally a fashion season. It doesn't have anything to do with the weather. It's just like, it's manufactured by these companies, I guess, where it's just like, this is what you should wear for now because we want, we think it looks cool. And then people are like, oh, hell yeah, like I'll do that. Right. Like, I don't, I don't see the point of that. But apparently that is the new normal. A hundred, even 50, that's crazy, but a hundred micro seasons. Um, so that means that, where'd that little graphic go? What page was that? Oh. Um, traditional versus fast season, fast fashion. So the traditional was two cycles per year from January to June and then July to December. And then 50 cycles a year. There's like, oh my God. Two, One a week. Yeah, there you go. Does that mean people have to buy new clothes every week, essentially? I think it means that each week you go into a fashion, a fast fashion giant, the items on the shelf are different. That's ridiculous. But I, I don't know. I think this the idea of buying something that will last. You know, like just because something new is on the shelf doesn't mean the thing that you bought recently is no longer like fashionable or stylish. Yeah. I don't know. And also like things always come back into fashion, you know? Yeah. Something that could be like 30 or 40 or even more like years old can come back later and then be fashionable again. So this just, are we not just going to like run out of fashion ideas if we have so many different like I don't know. It seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, I agree. But the, our, our problem is not with the fashion itself. It's what the implications of that are. So <laughs> the increase in like micro seasons here it says that it led to 60% more clothing uh, consumed in 2014 than 2000. But each garment was kept half as long. Oh. So more purchasing and more... Uh, discarding at the same time um and so when you think about like the the environmental impacts of each garment of clothing um and the fact that you're throwing them away faster and then you're also buying more of them that's crazy because um this stat is pretty eye-opening it says that it takes 2700 liters of water to make one cotton shirt that's for a a single cotton shirt yeah i think it's like one of the most minimal items of clothing you know yeah, probably takes significantly be. more to make pants or a jacket yeah and there's no or shoes there's no, and there's no other product shoes yeah there's no other product included it's just cotton so it's not like leather or there's no animals harmed directly through that and 2700 liters is equivalent to how much water one person can drink in a year or two and a half years sorry it's like every shirt you're wearing what if you had to care? What if every shirt you wore had to carry that much water around with you? And maybe people would notice how much cotton or how much of an environmental impact their shirt would was having. You know, that seems like a practical solution. I agree with that. Everybody just carry around twenty seven hundred liters of water with them everywhere they go if they're wearing a shirt. Jeez, I mean, one milliliter of water is one gram, so <laughs> that's essentially two thousand seven hundred kilograms. Yeah, people will figure it out. Yeah, you know, that's pretty heavy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's see. Another one here, another stat that says the world uses 5 trillion liters of water every year just for fabric dyeing. So that's enough to fill 2 million Olympic-sized swimming pools. Um, 
Oh, we're having a we're having a cat intermission playtime session here. The cat has been contained. We contained the cat. No more distractions. <clears throat> but yeah, how does that how does that make you feel, Xander? Two million Olympic sized swimming pools a year of water for a dying fabric. That's not even making the fabric, that's not growing the cotton, that's just dying it. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a lot of pools. Every time I hear that there's like this much, like 1% of the water on Earth is fresh water, right? Is that, was that I the think st- it was like 7. Or 1% is accessible or something. I'm not sure. Um, but then I keep hearing these stats of how much water we use for all these different activities, like growing, um, growing cotton and then or growing as crops in general. Um, two percent, two point five percent is fresh. Mm-hmm. That's like even then, one percent of our fresh water is easily accessible, which is nice. still an insane amount of water because five trillion liters every year just for dyeing fabric. And then, like I said, you have all those other uses for it, which are like growing food and um, drinking and mm-hmm. everything. It's there's all growing plants like. It just makes me worry that we're going to run out at any given moment now, which I know is not true, but we are slowly but surely, maybe not even slowly, we're, we're, get, quickly, we're getting there. Quickly but surely <laughs> reaching our limit of how much water we can use. Um, but yeah, so unbelievable amount of water. Um, and another thing is, uh, what else did we have here? I guess we... I mean, we talked about fast fashion, then we have brands that claim to be sustainable. Yeah, I mean, this is more of a way for people to understand where they can buy from, where is potentially a better place to buy your clothes from. Well, I think inherently still clothes are bad for the environment, so it's really just about reducing your consumption, and if you're going to buy something, buy it for a long time. But, you know, brands like Patagonia or Fjallraven or even REI, you know, claim to have a more positive impact on the environment, but they charge a really high price, so not a lot of people are able to afford their products. Yeah, it's definitely a big problem. It's like, how do you make sustainable clothing and other sustainable activities just more affordable? Because a lot of sustainable activities push people away from them because they're too expensive and they can't afford them and they're like well i don't really care about sustainability because it's too expensive and i need to do something like i have these needs that i need to be fulfilled right now i don't have the time to you know right to care about sustainability so if you're worried about your next meal you're not worried about yeah the impact which i think maybe for that a solution would be just going to a secondhand store right which itself is good because that's reusing um exactly huge Macklemore is right, man. Macklemore is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. Musically, maybe. Environmentally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute genius. Um, yeah, there's this website, rankabrand.org. Um, they do have like every little, uh, every s- uh, statistic here or like kind of, uh, I don't know, characteristic that the company fulfills has a source link to it. So it does seem legit. Um, And they rank these companies based on how sustainable they are. 
what is it, Fjallraven? The one, yeah. the back, Icelandic backpacks that everybody wears? They're not Icelandic. They're not Icelandic? No, they're Swedish. Oh, I thought they were Icelandic. Why well, am I uncultured? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, they have a D score. I didn't know that they were even trying to be sustainable in the first place, but apparently they are. Uh, or apparently they were trying to, but apparently they are not sustainable. Um, that surprises me that they have a, a D score, but a lot of it's because things are unreported according to this website. But fun fact, Louis Vuitton is also a D, so I don't know if that's... I think that's bad for Fjall Robin. I, th- I, I think you're right. <laughs> I don't think Louis Vuitton cares about their sustainability, to be completely honest. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about, like, luxury brands, like a little tangent here, uh, in, like, 2016, BBC reported that Burberry was essentially burning or destroying their products to prevent items from being stolen or sold cheaply to kind of maintain that brand integrity. Nice. There's a, there's a quote from a representative from Burberry, and they said the reason that they are doing this is so that the market is not flooded with discounts. They don't want Burberry products to get into the hands of anyone who can sell them at a discount and de- devalue the brand. So if you totaled the value of the goods that were destroyed over the last five years, it's more than 90 million pounds, which is over $100 million, which is insane. That's so dumb. I know it's it's just such a terrible mindset to have like but apparently the energy generated from burning its products was captured <laughs> to make it more environmentally friendly oh man because you know how good burning things are for the environment especially if they're made with toxins and it just gets released into the air so yeah that's interesting and i mean they're probably getting burned overseas so you know us in the first world don't have to deal yeah. with the, the bad air, but hey, if it happens Ex- in the third world... Externalizing our problems yeah. again. So, I mean, I know we burn... Hooray! We, <laughs> we can burn our trash and get energy from that, but yeah, I don't think that's the you know the best thing is just not have trash in the first place. Right. We definitely need to create a more circular economy or, or of just like way of production, you know? Yeah. Like harnessing these natural resources and, you know reusing them instead of just going out and destroying more mountains to get more minerals to make more stuff yeah i don't know it kind of blows my mind that we don't like if you want to make a product i feel like you should have a way of disposing of it or reusing it before you can you know put it out in the world yeah like what's the whole life cycle of that product before you start slinging it so just a just a little fun fact there, but I think it definitely comes down to secondhand stores and just min- reducing your consumption. And if you want, just just hit the secondhand store to see if there's anything good before you you know, you make your one purchase every year or every couple of years for that good that will last you a while. So yeah, but we have some brands that, according to rankabrand.org, are. A ranked yeah, pretty sustainable. The, I mean, Patagonia, I know, is one that people really hold to a high standard. They're like, oh, Patagonia is really uh, environmentally friendly. And I know their their CEO or whatever wrote a book about, um, he wrote a pretty famous book about living sustainably, I think, and how his company, Patagonia, is more sustainable. Um, 
Sounds and they like are good marketing to me, man. Yeah, I mean, they're he seems like a cool guy, I think, and I think they're on the right path. Um, I mean, let's see, it says that they're they have renewables, uh, constituting 76% of their uh, global electric footprint, which is nice. Over have over 50% of their electricity is renewables. Um, in terms of using like environmentally preferred raw materials, they have over 25%. Um, for that so they have some good stuff going on at Patagonia um, 25 over, at least 25% of their production comes from like uh, places where they have monitored good labor conditions so socially and like um, labor conditions are, are pretty good but they still get a B rating um, but I mean look that's a lot better than a lot of other companies so I think it is important to I don't know, give people credit for, for doing things like yeah, this. Yeah, that's valid. Um, it could be better. I think we need to hold companies like this to higher standards for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. But definitely be encourage them to keep doing things. Don't like crap on them just for like not accomplishing a certain goal. Why aren't you perfect? Yeah, no, nothing's going to be perfect. But the B rating is pretty good. Um, but the one of their top brands or the top brands according to this website is VOD. VOD, where are they from? They're German, so... I don't know, VOD. V-A-U-D-E. Yeah. And they have an A rating. Uh, apparently they are pretty good. They're also like an outdoor uh, like sports company, so they sell the same kind of products, I assume, as Patagonia and Fial Robin. Um, probably pretty expensive, considering they're so environmentally friendly. It tends to be a correlation there. Yeah, they got hiking and mountaineering and skiing gear. They have eco material, so they have like a little a whole section to their website talking about their materials, clothing. They sell felt, shoes. Felt from milk. That's pretty interesting. How does that even work? Wow. That's cool. Fibers made from cow's milk. <laughs> Well, process with wool fibers to produce a unique felt material composite. Interesting. Cool. I mean... Definitely some expensive products. Yeah. But, hey, they are extremely environmentally friendly, apparently. Um, in fact, they even have a, at least 95% of their... Uh, their production volume coming from good labor conditions, so socially a good company um, as well. But that doesn't mean that you should just go out and, you know, get rid of your current wardrobe and buy a VOD wardrobe. Yeah. Because that's also not sustainable, so... It's buying what you need. Exactly. Not really what you want. I try to hold myself to that standard for sure. Definitely. Um, especially when it comes to pants. Do I need a new pair of pants? <laughs> No, I don't. Uh, in this episode, I learned that Aiden really likes pants. I like a I like a good pair of pants. The pants I'm wearing, I got from a thrift shop right now. Um, they're pretty good. In fact, they're. Uh, I know they're a company that's kind of prominent. What is it? Aeropostal. Are they? To say that is it? Aeropostal, I think. Um, I've always said like Aeropostal, but. Aeropostal. Aeropostal. Check them out. <laughs> that sounds mad. Well, now that I say it like that, it sounds like I'm a, a douche. 
Aeropostal. <laughs> well, Aeropostal. If it isn't Vineyard Vines, man, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But I got this at a thrift store, so I probably paid like $4 or something for them. Wow. I don't know how much they were. Deal, they, yeah, they're good. Um, one of the belt loops is broken, but I don't really care. I mean, learn to sew. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. And I, I think, guess so. Oh, jeez. Oh. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think speaking of like thrift shopping and kind of in in the season, this this episode is being recorded on October twenty seventh, so a little bit before Halloween, but kind of in the in the spirit of the best holiday of the year, in my humble opinion. Xander's humble opinion. <laughs> um, you know, when you go to a, a store to buy Halloween stuff, it. It's probably a low quality plastic. It's probably pretty cheap. It probably comes in single use plastic. So yeah. it's just it's just garbage. You know, let's just we'll just say it. But um, I think it's important to go to thrift stores. I think you can make a costume. You know, make your own costume. Like take the time, use some hot glue or some duct tape or whatever feels right, and you know, try to make a a pun or something cool instead of just. You know, buying a mask from the Halloween store and places like Goodwill and Valley Village have a Halloween section. Like, that's where I picked up my costume this year. I just, I was Brian Johnson from The Breakfast Club. <laughs> you know, the nerdy guy. You, you guys know. I was going to be Carl Sagan, but I admit I did buy my red turtleneck off of Amazon a few years ago when I was also Carl Sagan. <gasps> I can't believe myself. I can't believe it. But this was before I was, uh, I would have a revelation of being more environmentally friendly and sustainable. It's okay. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, and needless to say, like, Halloween's not the worst you can do because, like, we talk about it's at least you're not... If you're participating in Halloween and not participating in, like, the, I don't know, 100 micro seasons per year of <laughs> fashion. Like, That's true. At least you're doing that. But definitely, it's just, it's got, it's part, it becomes part of your lifestyle after a while of just, like, Bye, 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 bye. Yeah. And then once you stop, you're just like, oh, well, why not stop? Like Halloween, you can also just buy stuff from a thrift store or make your own thing from your own clothes. I don't yeah, know. Exactly. Like, it's not hard. I also am thinking about the, uh, like, candy, you know? Yeah. Like that's just, just a bunch of, bunch of yeah. trash. I kind of, like, kicked candy out of my life. Yeah, I don't need candy either, good. but... I We're think. so cool. Yeah. We don't eat candy. We don't really drink soda. We don't even buy clothes. Yeah. We're nudists now. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, I'm just glad we record these episodes in the forest because... Uh, right. How else would we be able to just be nude right now? Yeah. Anyways. Um, um, where was I going with this? I, like, I don't know what to do for, like, candy this year. You know, like, what... Am I going to hand out to the small children that come knocking on the door for tricks or treats? You know? Like, give what's, them, a, what's give a sustainable them, good? Give them a leaf of kale. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I am, I am currently growing some basil right now. I could just, you know, give each of these kids just a little leaf, you know? <laughs> Your Lila really the the house that nobody wants to go to, which is fine, have, you know. Because they don't have candy. Yeah. Hey, if we could, yeah discourage people from participating in that. Yeah. Let's kill Halloween. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are other aspects of Halloween that are more fun than just like getting a bunch of 
garbage for your body. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> other things to keep in mind, I guess. We'll you know? wage our war on candy somewhere else. Yeah. Check out our episode on candy later. <laughs> um, but yeah. I guess like there's, when it comes to like being vegan or veganism, there's a big push for, towards not using leather products. And I'm still trying to decide if leather or pleather is worse for the environment. Because I think that leather has a longer life cycle and you can recycle it more effectively than pleather. Plus, pleather still comes from petroleum. So, yeah, I, it's, it's it, a double-edged sword. It depends how you define sustainability, I guess. Yeah. Because it can encompasses a lot of things. So, like, sustainability of, like, the climate or water resources. Then there's, um, like, social aspects of it. Like, if something's not sustainable, if you're paying somebody below minimum wage and, like, forcing them into unsafe labor, that's not sustainable. Right, make them pay for their own health insurance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Um, And, yeah, then also treating animals poorly. So leather come like there are animals that are raised specifically for leather mm-hmm. it's a fact um and so that's not sustainable for me even though i'm wearing a leather belt right now me too so maybe i should get rid of that i don't know that sounds unsustainable you gotta use it until it falls apart man. can i just bury it and then it'll biodegrade yeah i guess that's the, that's the other thing like if leather I'm like, doesn't biodegrade. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still having this like internal conflict between leather and pleather because I, I really think that pleather is worse. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things that you can't really win. Like I know. You got to do the best you can, I guess. But I have like two belts. One of them is like a reversible like black and brown pleather belt. And I just have like a brown pleather, or a brown leather belt. And like my leather belt is just... It's, it's it stood the test of time like I've probably had it for eight years and haven't had any problems with it and like my my reversible black brown pleather belt is starting to kind of flake and it's losing some like color I guess like pieces are falling off of it so I don't know like my leather belt from this this large data that I have here you know the two belts <laughs> But it seems like my leather belt is just lasting longer and is just better quality. So, I don't know. Pleather versus leather. That's another episode right there. Well, I don't know if we could talk about that for 30 minutes. With that attitude. <laughs> You're right. We'll do it. Next episode, pleather versus leather. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's, it all just comes down to reduce, reuse. What's the third R? I mean, it is recycled, but I'm very skeptical about things actually being recycled. Yeah, I know. That's a tough one. Because, like, oh, maybe like we don't actually know if our recycling is going to go to be recycled, to be burned, or to just be put into a landfill. So I think the two, the first two R's are a lot more important, you know. Yes, reduce. Buy I less clothes when you buy them. Like, make sure they last for a long time and will stay in in fashion and then also 
um, reused, you know, go to a secondhand store. They got some good stuff there. And I think especially after our guy Macklemore made it a lot more popular, <laughs> like there's just a lot more stuff in thrift stores that is good quality. Yeah. So, and I haven't bought, uh, man, I shouldn't say that. I have bought many, much less uh, stuff from from actual stores, like uh, retail stores, than uh, I used to in recent years. Like, I don't. I definitely don't buy any like T-shirts from from retail stores anymore. If anything, I just get those from from thrift stores. I I think the last clothes I bought from an actual retail store was like REI and that was like climbing pants and waterproof pants I think that's it so reduce reuse recycle but mostly reduce and reuse I think that's the I mean that's kind of like the the idea of our podcast I think is like it's really a core value that Aiden and I have and it's just so applicable to all these industries that we've been talking about, you know, when you go to the grocery store, you know, reduce the amount of stuff you buy in plastic, reuse yeah. the containers that you have, like buy things that can be recycled if you're not going to reuse them. Uh, you know, clothing is the same story. So yeah, check out our next episode where we talk about reducing and reusing <laughs> and recycling. Yes, of course. <clears throat> Thanks for listening to this episode of New Planet on clothes and fashion. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm Sandra Kip. I'm Aiden Hirsch. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>